language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical royal to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Welcome, everyone, to Star Wars from the Back to Tank, the Clone Wars edition. All right. So today we're going to be talking about season seven, episode three. Synapsis with Echo recovered. Rex, the Bad Batch and Anakin Skywalker look to fight their way out of a separatist base. Time to get to the chopper. Yeah. This episode was written by Matt Hold on a second. My computer is shut down. Uh, written by Matt Michnovitz and Brent Friedman and directed by Bosco Ning. All right, Dave. So this episode, there really isn't much. Very simple, but not boring. Yes, it's not boring. That's definitely the saving grace for this episode because it's, I want to say it clocks in at under 20 minutes for an episode. And yeah. when I had seen that as I was pushing play, I was like, oops, well, there may be a problem here. 19 minutes yeah. uh, but i figured something like this would happen when you're dealing with a, a couple i when i when you're dealing with a story arc that's essentially being repurposed they're probably making adjustments cuts yes. adding things here taking things uh reworking certain scenarios so it does make sense to have some episodes like this in this new return to clone wars and they're trying to give the clone wars the proper pacing that they've already established in, in other episodes. So I was like you, when I saw the 19 minute, I was like, Oh, but I'm, I'm okay because I have faith in the clone war staff. And this is the good thing or the cool thing about um, streaming services in this new era of TV. Yes. It comes with its own set of problems that we've gotten into uh, various times in different discussions on different shows, but you know, I always say if you have a new way to tell television, right, to tell stories of that, it's essentially TV. Yes. You don't always need to be beheld to the old ways of television that a show must be 27 minutes plus commercials or 57 minutes plus commercials. Plus commercials. Yes, there are reasons why you should exercise the same writing habits because of pacing and other things. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. But then there's things like this. A 19-minute episode would never have gotten by if this was on the Cartoon Network. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't think they, 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 they just don't allow it. They, they, well, no, you can't have. You need to fill up your allotted time. But with the streaming service, they can pull back. They can add when they need to and make the story feel complete. And that's essentially what this was because this – essentially was the denouement of the last episode. It was the conclusion. It was how everything wraps up. And again, yes, the episode was simple, David, but one thing you can never say about the Clone Wars, it wasn't boring. Oh, no, it wasn't boring. And the thing I really appreciated, too, was the fact that 
the writers, I, 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 ha, I want to believe that the writers understood that this is going to be a short episode. So we're going to try to make something compelling in this episode. So what they did was they honestly made one of the most underused villains from the prequels. And I love the fact that they gave their villains, the droids and the techno union, some teeth now. Like, I'm sorry, the, the droids in this one look badass. Yeah, man. They look amazing. Oh, my God. I love. From Roger, Roger to all of a sudden death from above. Dude, I love it. it oh. To see, like, the HD definition of these fight sequences and the droids. First off, these were pulp droids like the way they were designed it, they were written from those they were ripped from the old serials and the pulpy novels of like flash of, gordon dude it was amazing i mean my hats off to the art department with this episode and these droids the unique look of all of them this is what george lucas always preaches yeah what does he say hey I, I, different. I, I like yes i like what you got here but what are you gonna bring new yeah, he said this all the time. He didn't just say this about Force Awakens or anything else of the new era that Disney is involved in. He said this even to his own people. We have discussed it during our Star Wars Legacy discussions when we broke down uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, yeah. He said, "Hey, you guys got a great story here, but what are you going to bring new?" It was in the interview. That's what the writer of Unleashed said. He loved about having a meeting with Lucas because he said, Hey, don't you think you're playing a little too safe here? That's what Lucas said. Why don't you do this? Give me something like this, but also add something new, something we haven't seen before. And that's exactly what Filoni strives to do in every fucking episode of the Clone Wars. And in, in particular, this one, it's the nuances that really got me. It's like the, the, the designs of the droids. What, uh, I think his name is what, Tambor, yep, the, the leader of the techno, techno union. union. Yeah, dude, the way that they they portrayed the techno union, Watt Tambor, how how they go. Oh, I view everything as experiments. My experiment got away. Oh, yeah, I need some payback for this. Very and detached. It's very detached, and I love it that they made the villain look different. We got a different villain. Well, also, um, just the contrast between the techno union and the clones you you have clones who are essentially you know clones and the question of humanity and whether we should view them as people you have an entire unit of clones going in to rescue one man whereas you have the techno union who's completely void of humanity and a soul to where they don't even understand really what they're doing wrong how dare you take our asset we're gonna struggle here (laughs) we're gonna have to consolidate and reevaluate our investments our investments it's just what a contrast best lines yeah that that i wrote down here one of the best lines in that in this episode was that it just just shows the the other side of the war and who they're fighting against they're they're fighting against people that are essentially void of of i know they're aliens and robots but i think it still applies here they're a void of of humanity yeah compassion and and it's a strong statement it's a very strong statement and yes it was done in 19 minutes but this is why this is an example of why I believe in the Clone Wars staff. 
is why Boston did. Not the uh, resistance staff? You, you, uh, don't, you, don't, have you don't see Justin Ridge here, thank God. <laughs> oh. But but Bosco Nig, when I realized... That not, that's racist! That's not Nig! I thought it's Nig. Oh, it's Ning. Ning? Bosto, Bosco you, Ning. You are a racist, <laughs> and I do not stand by anything David says. But I apologize that he used the N-word. N-word. <laughs> Boston, uh, Bosco N-word. But honestly, Bosco's writing Bosco and director in this one. I, I, this is why whenever I see his name come well, up. He's one of the greats. for he's one of the Filoni, on Filoni's on his staff. Yeah. And I was, I was like going, okay, yeah, it's 19 minutes. Fine, whatever. I feel safe. <laughs> you, yeah we all had a condom on we, we had felt. a condom on yeah. but like we got a really fulfilling story even though you know just like what you said it's the closing act of the first two episodes and they're setting something bigger up obviously for echo and i'm not quite sure what it is or and i don't want you to cheat dave so if you know let me know and we'll explore it uh carefully but do we know what they're setting up with Echo the, and ha- with the way it ended when um, Rex had said, hey, you know, everything's going back to normal? Yeah. And do you know what they're going to be doing that? Do you think Echo is not going to be A-OK? Is there going to be something lingering? Is he going to look at this war differently? Because, there's going to be things going differently. Or I do feel. you think it's simply some type of post-traumatic stress that he's going through? Like there's going to be trauma to deal with. Or do you think it's something more nefarious, something darker? I think darker? it might be more nefarious because I mean, especially with how they've uh, put, uh, they've they've kind of put the, the techno union at, right out there. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe, I'm just saying, we're going to basically see, maybe they put some programming into Echo because... The, the the strangest thing by far that I found that not a lot of fans actually when they were talking about this in forums made the comment, how is it that Echo is actually able to bring up absolutely all this information on the on the Citadel, right? Mm-hmm. And he treats it like, oh, it's nothing. I, I I know everything about the Citadel because I have all their plans, all their schematics, all everything embedded in my brain, and I'm like going. There has to be a price for that, right? Because he seemed to pull it up way too fast and it seemed to come to him way too quickly. And I'm like going, especially with how uh, Tambor was calling him an asset and an experiment. I honestly feel that there's going to be more something really bad that's going to happen to Echo. See, I think it's going to... It'll it'll tread on, it'll tread so, on the PTSD element. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I think that's the, yeah. the the route. But I honestly feel that further down, you're gonna. I I think you're gonna see like Tambor basically unveil the fact that oh, he found a way to reprogram. See, I don't think it's gonna be that easy. The, the clones. Uh, you know what I think? This is my theory, and tell me if you can see this happening. Now we know that we know that the Clone Wars has always been used to convey a thought about war many, many times and not soapboxing, but Hey, it's the, it's the realities of war. Let's take a look at it. Let's see what it does to the troops. I have a feeling that Rex is going to lose his loyalties to, or not Rex uh, echo is going to lose his loyalties to not just the Republic, but to his cloned comrades as well, because it feels like they're leading him down this story of, Hey, 
it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're the Techno Union Army or the Grand Republic, you're using me. You're using my body. Yeah. And the way they, the reason why I say that is because there was a moment when Rex pointed to, purposely pointed, and you don't put things like this in an episode of TV unless there's a reason why you're drawing attention to it. And Rex pointed to Echo and said, look what they did to his body. And then they took it a moment, they took a moment to show everything that they did to him and how uh, they replaced some of his limbs with, uh, with robotic components. And it's just horrific. It's body horror. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and did you it, notice that, that during that same scene, Echo kind of like looked at, was kind of surprised by Rex and saying, what are you doing? <laughs> he seemed like yeah. really put off by the fact that Rex kind of, pulled him pulled him into the limelight and i honestly think your your theory is very valid but also david could mean something for rex too and maybe the both of them there has right? to be a reason why rex left the republic right and this could be it maybe echo will voice his feelings to rex that look at what we do look at what we sacrifice both sides are just using us. They don't care about us. And perhaps this will lead to Rex's decision to ultimately refuse the order six, six, six. six. And now talk about an amazing story. If they use the tragedy of echo to drive a wedge into Rex's loyalties and it causes him to question the war, much like the Jedi question the war. You're looking at some amazing storytelling here. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if that will be it. And maybe Rex won't make these decisions until way later. But I think these are the seeds. The moment with Echo when he just looked at everyone jumping on board the ship as if nothing mattered. Nothing changed. Hey, we're going to go right back into the thick of it. Never mind the fact that you lost your body. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, back to normal. Yeah. And I'm like, going. You have that sense of foreboding that basically, oh, something's still wrong with Echo. And that's why there's honestly this, the way the episode ended, it filled me with a lot of excitement to see where they're going to go. They could go the route that you just met, mentioned where basically they use Echo's tragedy to drive the wedge of Rex and his feelings towards the Republic. That would be magnificent. There's other people saying like Echo sh the way that Echo Echo's story is going to be connected to everything is the whole Order Six Six Sixty Six. What would what was the Techno Union experimenting him on? They could be experimenting how to program the troops, and then they use Echo at, as the experiment for Order Six Six Six. Yeah, and that would be actually pretty cool because you'd be tying into. One of the key component components of the of the prequel movies. Yeah, it very well could end up that way. Dave, one thing that this that an episode like this makes me feel like or makes me miss, I should say. And I had said this, I think, during our first discussion on. Season seven. I miss the prequel era action. <laughs> and not because I'm an I think people that know me that listen to these shows know that I'm not uh, a simplistic bro that needs action but 
there is a finesse to the prequel era fighting, whether yes. it be the prequel films or the Clone Wars. And in this episode, it shows just how finessed it is in terms of directing. This episode was the action was laid out and animated so flawlessly the way the way they chose to animate the camera movement and how everything just flowed to the next, how it would fly over Anakin and then move in and pull back. Dude, it felt like it was it was one of the most cinematic episodes of Clone Wars I've seen. And that's saying a lot because many of the episodes of Clone Wars are epic, like they feel epic. But that doesn't always equate to cinematic. Yeah, You can have an epic moment without feeling cinematic because the idea of cinema entails a lot of things. Chosen camera angles, uh, framing, blocking, the action that unfolds in front of the camera. This episode felt completely cinematic. You were immersed. Oh, absolutely. Especially watching. It all came to me. I realized this when I watched when you watch the final fight scene with mm-hmm. Anakin, the two and the Walker, and then the, the, the troops reacting to Anakin, it's very prequel. Like it harkens back to, you know, rebels where, uh, remember Rex was telling Ezra. Oh, I remember when the Je- how the Jedi's fight and he's watching Kanan and he, and the way Kanan fights the clone war staff, honestly is, they have mastered animation in regards to Star Wars, but you can actually even say they've mastered this type of animation that should be kind of like rivaling even some of the best anime out there from Japan that everyone talks about how great the anime fight scenes are in like series like One Punch Man and, and Dragon Ball Z and all that. Clone Wars is so cinematic and it's so beautifully done now because Filoni has worked a decade doing this this series that come season seven, you look at every single episode and I'm like going, this is a masterpiece of animation. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. It's great, man. Again, this episode is relatively simple. It's very it fast. Let's just move into final thoughts and we'll be done for today. Do you want to start? My final thoughts on this episode... I find I found this episode to be a really strong episode. I love, as I said, the design, the designs of the the droids, the 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 overall performance of the villain, actually giving teeth to the techno union, broadening the the world of Star Wars villains is a must for me. There's more than just Sith bounty hunters and Darth Vader. You have to actually. Uh, you have to make me believe that there's more bad villains out there. That's what made Star Wars great with the over-the-top villains. And I'm sorry, the Techno Union. After this, as I said, one of the best lines of the thing, talking about the other people as investments and experiments. It's so cold and just like what you mentioned, lacking of humanity. It makes them more sinister. Yeah. And I like, I don't want to mess with that, with that faction, but now I want to know more as an audience member, want to know more about the techno union. Is this going to be the main bad guy in the series? And so overall, 
just as you said, it's a short episode. There's not much. It's a filler, but I still grade this episode high. For a Clone Wars episode, this is a solid 89. Jesus. It, it's, right. it's really good. And the story of Echo still has me really compelled yeah. of right. where they're going to go. Fair enough, Dave. Fair enough. All right, I'll get this episode a 70. I did enjoy it for the most part, but we're also looking at a 19-minute episode, and there really wasn't room for a full story. Uh, it was essentially the ending of the previous episode. And that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I enjoyed it. It was everything uh, that I love about Clone Wars. The little that we did get was uh, was fantastic. Uh, the setup with uh, Echo and the potential uh, foreshadowing of the path that Rex will take is all there. It's great. But it, this isn't really a full story. There really isn't even a full script for this. So I just well, I wouldn't feel comfortable rating it higher than 70%. So this concludes our discussion on Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 3. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the Force be with us. Ah, yes. (laughs) 